welcome to our Retirement Education Podcast Series. Podcasts by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here is your host, MEC Communications Chairman, Captain Chris Lee. My guests today are R&I Committee Chairman, Captain Ben Douglas, and Negotiating Committee Member, Captain Rich Brown. Thanks for coming, guys. Hey, it's good to be here, Chris. Thanks, Chris. This podcast is the first in a series that we're doing on retirement education. We're also doing a video series on retirement education. Why are we talking about retirement now? So, Chris, we did a post-ratification survey after the 2015 contract. What we have found is that the greatest dissatisfaction amongst the pilot group was the lack of improvements in the retirement plans. I mean, you could just go all the way back to the 1999 contract when we first accomplished the pension plan that we have right now. It hasn't changed since then. So this has been a conversation that's been happening within the crew force since the 2006 contract when we didn't have an improvement in our pension at that time. Um, and then we all were of the opinion that we were going to get that improvement in 2015. And then after the 2015 agreement was reached and ratified, it obviously had no improvement to the defined benefit plan. And you didn't really even need the survey, but we did surveys on it that told us that that was the number one issue with the TA that had just been ratified. And since then, we've done several more surveys that have shown the same result, that retirement is the number one issue for our crew force. So why are we talking about this now? It's about time to get ready for the 2021 contract, and we need to make sure that we have all the information out there available so that we can accomplish an improvement in our defined benefit plan that we have not accomplished in the past. Well, speaking of getting information... The company allowed us access to some of that information, correct? Yes, that's correct. With the retirement data that the company provided to us and in the attempt to fully understand our current defined benefit plan and its associated costs, we hired an actuarial firm, Siegel, to make sure that we made the most of that opportunity. We took that data back and we came up with different options to be able to increase our defined benefit plan. We took the data from their actuaries, we let our actuaries take a look at it, and then eventually we we hired professionals to come in to see what we could do to improve on those benefits. We understood that there were disagreements within the pilot group regarding our retirement plan, and our goal has always been to find a way to develop a retirement plan structure that satisfies the vast majority of us and satisfies the needs of future FedEx pilots. We went out and we hired David Blitzstein, who has come up with new solutions for different employee groups and unions to improve their defined benefit plans from a traditional model into new kinds of models. Chiron had the best modeling software. It's a proprietary modeling software that would allow us to see what the different kinds of retirement plans would do. We hear often from pilots, how come we don't go out and find experts? And it seems like for this retirement project, that's exactly what happened. We wanted to try to find a fix. And as Rich alluded to, we went out and we hired Dave Blitzstein and Chiron to be able to provide us some alternatives to the traditional defined benefit formula. There's several different formulas out there. There's a variable accrual formula, a variable benefit formula. And so what we wanted to do was create a defined benefit plan concept that would allow us to seek the gains in the plans that we wanted. And we couldn't have done that without going out and seeking those professionals. 
as we get into this retirement education series, you're going to talk about various different topics with specifics and more of a deep dive. You were mentioning the experts. As a result of getting with these experts, you guys did present a plan to the company, correct? That's right, Chris. When we hired these experts to help us design a plan, we looked at all different kinds of plans out there. And Well, let me stop you right there. One of the things that we've heard from the pilots is, is that did not happen. But in reality, you guys did look at a lot of different options. Uh, sure, Chris. When we hired the experts, we didn't hire them with the uh, plan to come up with any particular solution. We hired them to investigate using Chiron's modeling and Blitzstein's expertise to look at all different options. And they did look at all different options as far as you know, big defined contribution plans, changing the multiplier on our current formula. They looked at cash balance plans. They looked at flat dollar formulas. They looked at all of the options that are out there, including some that we haven't even talked about or you may not have heard of. And they came up with a couple of different solutions, actually. And it was broadcast to the crew force before. The, the two main solutions they came up to were an accrual plan and then uh, a benefit plan. I'm purposefully not throwing the word variable in the front of that because the variable nature of that is not what people think it is. So they came up with these two plans. The MEC looked at all of these options, and they chose a plan that um, became the Pilot Stabilized Pension Plan, and we presented that to the company. The company listened to our proposal. They had their own actuarial company, Mercer, who, by the way, also has a plan similar to the Pilot Stabilized Pension Plan that they sell to other corporations. And Mercer asked a bunch of good questions, but they basically took our numbers and, and looked at them to see how they were going. Um, and the company decided that in the current atmosphere, when they're not paying out bonuses to mid-level managers, when they are taking away the defined benefit of the non-union employees, when they are um, cutting down the amount of health care for non-union employees, that that was not a situation where they felt like they could even negotiate or explore an improvement to the pilot's defined benefit plan. So let's be clear. The company didn't say no, and we don't like the plan or the plan structure or the plan idea. They just said due to current challenges, they were going to pass. That's correct. It was basically a not right now. And they made no indication that they were not interested in the plan design. Okay. Well, let's get right into it, and let's talk about some different types of retirement plans that are available. Ben, what can you tell me about that? So, Chris, we have two different types of retirement plans. There's defined benefit plans and defined contribution plans. So, a defined benefit plan has a fixed benefit. It's guaranteed to the employee from the employer. They're required to maintain the funding and the liability of the plan during the time the employee is working and then when they retire. Uh, contrast that to a defined contribution plan where the only thing that the em employer is required to fund is a percentage of pay based on IRS limits. So it alleviates the company from taking on all the risk and liability and it puts it on the employee. With the defined benefit plans, there's typically a formula associated, right? That's correct. It's typically a year of service with a pay multiplier. It could either come in the form of a, a final average earning in years of service or a final pay uh, towards the end of your career, but there is some sort of pay formula associated with a defined benefit plan. And the assets are pooled in a trust? Is that how that works? That's correct. So FedEx hires these fund managers to manage 
these assets inside of the trust that are protected from creditors. And the payment is paid out from the trust to the employee when they retire. And again, that's a fixed benefit based on the years of service and the final average earnings that the individual uh, makes. Another thing to remember about that trust is that it's not just a pile of money that uh, FedEx has buried somewhere out at the uh, world headquarters. That money is invested in the market and they pay some company to invest that money for them. And during any given year, those investment returns are a large portion of what FedEx is required to put into our retirement plan. So there are different kinds of defined benefit plans. What can you tell me about that? So the other type of defined benefit plan is the cash balance plan. We currently don't have one for the pilot groups. The non-pilot employees have one, and it has a fixed pay credit with a guaranteed uh, interest rate of return. The difference between the two plans, which are defined benefit plans, it reduces the liability once the employee retires. So basically, the employee goes through their career and based on that pay credit and based on that guaranteed rate of return, the company is going to pay that individual out at the end of their career. So there's no liability once the employee retires versus our formula where the company has to account for those liabilities actuarially out to age 120. There's also a flat dollar formula? There is a flat dollar formula. Ours is currently $5,200 times 25 years to get you to $130,000. That is a qualified formula inside of three different formulas that we have available to us to get us the maximum benefit available. One thing about the defined benefit plans is that the main difference between the defined benefit plan and defined contribution plans in some ways comes down to the fact that the money is pooled, and in order to determine how much money you get when you retire out of that pool of money, there has to be a defined formula for that money. So all of these different kinds of plans we're talking about really boil down to a different formula for how they determine how much money that you get. So for instance, the flat dollar is just an amount times years of service versus a cash balance plan, which is an amount that they put in with a guaranteed rate of return. So that provides you with an amount on the other end that that they can determine. And then there's different ways to do that in terms of a pilot stabilized pension plan, which is a percentage of your income with a certain rate of return on it. So when we think about these different kinds of plans, it's really just different formulas. They're all defined benefit plans. They all have the same protections as a defined benefit plan. There's just a different formula to determine how much money you get out when you retire. But at the end of the day, one defined benefit plan formula creates less liability and less risk than other formulas. And so if you look at the typical pay formula, your service formula, that carries a longer liability versus a cash balance plan. Right. That's a great point that the different kinds of formulas create different amounts of liability for the company, which makes certain formulations more attractive to the company than others, but it doesn't necessarily affect the amount of money that the, the employee would get out of the plan. That's correct. Okay. In contrast, how's the defined contribution different? So the defined contribution shifts all their risk and liability over to the employee. So the company is only liable for a percentage of pay. In our case, it's 9% to the IRS limit. The IRS limit this year is $285,000 which is also known as the compensation limit. So that means that if a pilot makes 
over $285,000, they're not going to see any benefit, additional benefit associated with that increase or overage over the IRS limit. So the company has a fixed percentage that they put in. They don't have to worry about the liabilities and managing the assets to derive some sort of fixed benefit at the end of the career of the employee. And so it's a very simple formula. It's on the books as a fixed cost, and it reduces, again, it reduces the liability uh, and the normal servicing costs of having a defined benefit plan. Now, do I have a guaranteed benefit with the defined contribution plan? So you do not have a guaranteed benefit. You have a guaranteed fixed percentage of pay, but the benefit returns are on you to be able to invest it, to monitor it, to rebalance it. So all the risk is shifted to you, the employee. The defined contribution plan is basically guaranteed money in where the defined benefit plan is guaranteed money out. And that makes it somewhat obvious why a company or companies in general are trying to move to plans like that. Now, that's correct. So the buzzword is called deleveraging or de-risking. And so and you look in corporate America, you look at the reduction in defined benefits. If you don't have a collective bargaining agreement like we do, companies can arbitrarily just terminate or freeze the plan at will. That's what they did with the non-pilot employees. And FedEx has done that recently. FedEx has done that. At one time, we were all under the same defined benefit plan formula. And in the early 2000s, FedEx elected to put the non-pilot employees on that cash balance defined benefit plan, which reduced their liability. They offered that plan to us. We emphatically rejected that plan because that plan wasn't as rich. And since then, since 2020, as a matter of fact, new employees at FedEx, non-pilot employees are going to an all-defined contribution plan. So they're continuing to de-risk. That's right. I do want to point out that when we turned down that cash balance plan, it's not that a cash balance plan is unable to provide the same benefit that we get. It's that the one that was offered to us was not rich enough. And that's part of what companies have liked to do in the past is when they change retirement plans over, it's easy for the, the true benefit to get lost in the wash. So we now have information from our program that we developed our plans to prevent that from happening to us so that we know what any change to our retirement formula in a defined benefit plan would cost the company and would provide to us. And that's the benefit of hiring the experts and hiring Chiron and having them produce a model. That's right. So we're going to be producing this retirement education series. What's the goal and what can pilots look forward to? So Chris, as we enter contract 2020 negotiations, uh, we just want to make sure that the pilot group is engaged and aware on what they have for their current benefits and what options are out there. And we want to talk about the pros and cons, and we want to get to a solution to where we have a better retirement plan on the other side of contract 2021. That's something that as a pilot group, we need to keep in mind that going into contract 2021, we don't want to be locked into any one option, that we want to be able to consider all these different options because they all have pluses and minuses. So part of the reason for this series is to provide that information so we can make a, a good determination from whatever comes out of the contract negotiations to see if it meets the needs of what we've determined that we need to have. So we'll be doing videos and pilots can expect podcasts to go along with those videos. Podcasts will be a deeper dive into the topics where the videos will kind of be more of a macro level. Any final thoughts? 
Absolutely, Chris. Listen, if you see me out in the field at AOC or on the crew bus, please engage me, ask questions. This time around, I don't want any crew member to be like I was in contract 2015, asking for things and not having a full idea of one, what we really had currently at the time and what the options are that are out there and why we're trying to make this point one of the most important points in this contract negotiation. We want a better benefit. We deserve a better benefit. And I want the pilot group to be completely engaged and informed as we move forward. And the same goes for me. And and the other thing that I would ask is once you've asked your questions and and gotten some answers that uh, you share what you know with with the other people in the crew room, the best way to get information out, you know, we, we try to put this information out in videos and podcasts, but person to person, face to face, is the best way to truly get this information out. So if you do your own research, make sure to share that research with with the other pilots. The only thing I would ask is come to the source if you have a question and make sure that the stuff that you're putting out is correct. Well, great, guys. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have a question for Ben or Rich, they both have categories on the PDR. Ben's is under R&I committee and Rich is under negotiating committee. If you need to send them a question, just go to the PDR and select those categories. And as always, be safe out there and we'll see you next time.